What, what's that number? What's oh that? my god. John, quick, what's that number? Oh my god, it's three digits long. What? What? What's the what's the number? Oh my god! Right. It starts with the one, and then there's two zeros after it. I, I, I the number's too big. I don't know what it means. Are you saying that we finally reached our 100th episode? Oh my god! I mean, technically, when you think about it, we were kind of we were kind of stupid with the naming of the Sweet Broad Hell Jeff episode. So technically, the 100th episode was two episodes ago. But who cares about all that? Who cares about it's the hundredth episode? <laughs> yeah, it, it's episode number one hundred. It, it it means something to us. Yeah. Um. I kind of want to reveal, you know, uh, uh, John, how how you been? How how are you doing um, right now? How's your week been? I'm I'm doing okay. We took the week off. I I enjoyed that, even though we didn't take it off for me. Um, I've been hanging out, <laughs> watching stuff. What the hell? Someone unfollowed me on Twitter. um i've been watching cartoons that's that's like the main thing i've been doing this week me and my girlfriend have been just catching up on shows that we started and finishing them up uh we watched some infinity train uh second season of that still good i'm enjoying it uh Mm -hmm. and then we watched seasons four and five of rick and morty yeah. How's Rick and Morty? It's Rick and Mo- Have you seen Rick and Morty? Like, do you know anything about Rick and Morty except for, I like, like... I don't. I haven't seen Rick and Morty. I... I watched, like, the first two seasons of Rick and Morty, like, while they were airing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it... It's a comedy cartoon with... With the, a, a target demographic of, like, older teens and young adults. Like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then when season three started airing, and then there was, like, the Szechuan sauce shit. Oh, God. It just got so annoying to be, like, an average Rick and Morty enjoyer. So I just stopped. <laughs> I, I, I finished watching season three, and I was like, I think I'm done with Rick and Morty for a while. And then, the, and then they put them in Fortnite. And I was like, I don't know if I'll ever return to Rick and Morty. And then then I did. And it How was, was it? Uh... It was Rick and Morty. I mean, it, it did all the things that I enjoyed that it did when I was watching it while it aired. I, I still think it's of the same quality as it was when I watched the earlier seasons. It's, I don't, I don't know. It, it's like the whole like meme of like the pretentious Rick and Morty fan. You have a very high IQ to understand yeah. Rick and Morty. It, every time I think about it, it gives me a headache because it's, it's just a cartoon for for young adults like it just seems like a stoner comedy yeah i mean like it has its moments like it like there are like in-show jokes about the fact that the writers can't decide whether they want the show to be a serialized plot-driven show or a one-off this is the bit for the episode and then we're done show Mm -hmm. and like i've found appeal in that but like the the whole like rick sanchez is the most punished character in all of media (laughs) i don't know i i can't wrap my head around it because there are people out there who are like unironically like that and aren't doing it for a bit i think a lot of people maybe have like they just don't have like a better caliber of like shitty character to identify with like they need like they need like somebody get this man like a copy of drive yeah. <laughs> uh, now. Um, that's, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I have, I have not really been doing anything this week because my roommate tested positive for COVID, so. Awesome. We've been isolating. Um, 
that's been fun. Uh, have just kind of been stuck inside reading, reading my manga that I already own that I've been getting around to. Uh, what I gotta say, uh, Junji Ito shit is pretty fucking good. Hell yeah. Um, I, I don't know how much justice I can really do it, uh, just describing it, um, but, uh, I read through Tomie, um, these past, like, two days, uh, while reading our, our other reading, um, and, man, that shit is really, really good. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I have, like, a lot of Junji Ito manga that I have been, like, kind of accumulating, like, I, I've got, like, four or five of the hardcover books that I just haven't read yet. Um, or, like, I've read two of them. I've read, uh, through the short story collection and through Tomie. Um, yeah, uh, manga's good. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. It, ironically, uh, being stuck inside has, like, made me... Because I, I was getting so hooked into Berserk when I was, uh, like, right as... Like, right before, uh, my roommate tested positive. Um, and I really wanted to go out to the comic store and, like, get some more, but instead I've been, uh, just making do with what I already have. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's, ironically, I've just kind of, I've been kicked off the computer a little bit and reading some more, and that's been fun. Um, yeah, it's reading good. Good to not be on Twitter. Reading good. Yeah. Junji Ito good. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read much Junji Ito, uh, but what I have read, some good shit. He's fucking god, uh, I've, dude. I've, I've, of course, read the, the hole in the wall one. The Mystery of Amigara Fault? Yeah, that one. That one's... They're all fucking creepy, but that one's fucking creepy. I, I, I think about that one a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the one that, uh, that like, altered my existence the most is the one with the guy who, like, every time he goes to sleep, like, massive amounts of time pass in his dreams, and it ages him in real life. It... It fucks with yeah. me. It, it, I'm scared. Sometimes I'll like go to bed and I'll be like, "Man, tonight could be the night." <laughs> <laughs> don't you, you know shit like really sticks with you? Like he's really I don't know what it is. Like his art is it, it's I don't I legitimately just don't feel like I have like I I don't think I understand what it is that makes his shit so effective. But his, it's something in the art, yeah. Um, and something in like the way he bridges absurdity to the real like uh one of the longer full-length uh ito stories that i've read is gyo which is the one if you've seen the meme of like the shark busting down the door uh you might think that that could not there's nothing that that could be besides funny uh but that manga turns into the a a fucking nightmare um very fucking good very that that one like uh that was the first i think full ito story that i read um, and I wasn't expecting it to turn into, like, the... It, it, it turn, end up being about what it's about, which it, I... I don't even want to spoil it, um, but it gets very... Uh, it it, it, it turn, the, the, the horror of the story turns very human and very disturbing very quickly. Yeah. Um, it's super good. Uh, yeah. A general recommendation on any, any Junji Ito shit. If you, if you find yourself in a bookstore and you see those hardcover things, they're totally worth every penny. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've also read Uzumaki. That's a, the, I, I always forget that I read Uzumaki because I read it all in one sitting like six years ago. My God. And it <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> if you read Uzumaki, <laughs> do not read it in one sitting. <laughs> do not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, what else? Okay. Oh. Uh. I don't. 
are are you about to talk about what I'm about to talk about? I think so. The the elephant in the room of this week. One of the reasons that I'm glad that we decided to record today and not like yesterday. Uh, I was gonna uh, uh the fucking near automata thing. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I guess for the uninitiated, <laughs> if you if you haven't been online anywhere or if you've been under a rock yeah if you if you've been under under a rock or you don't care about near stuff um a a video was posted on reddit uh it would have been like four or five days ago at this point Uh, i want to say it was like monday or tuesday yeah uh and it was of a secret door that apparently was impossible to exist and and all the modders came forward and were like, yeah, we can't do this. This is specifically in the, the video game uh, Near Automata, which yeah. if you haven't played it and you haven't heard us shill it before. Yeah, um, great game. Fucking incredible video game. You should play it. Yeah. Uh, and and so it, it just turned into this grand adventure of trying to get this supposed... I don't know what the, the 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 story that was they were trying to push was, but everybody was like theorizing that it was like a thirteen year old in French Canada. Uh, the the it, it, the the way that uh the the uh, that op type suggested either that it was a young child or that their first language was not English, uh, or perhaps both. Yeah. So like, all cooperation there there was the extra layer of like uh not being able to communicate uh, adequately with. The character. Uh, so that kind of added to the mystery of it and the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, I was I was still in the mindset of, like, 50% this is Yoko Taro, like, fucking with everybody. And 50% this is actually, like, modders. Uh, mm-hmm. But I feel like the point where it jumped the shark and, like, made me lean more towards this is Yoko Taro and maybe... the. Now that I know that it was modders the entire time, I feel like they maybe shouldn't have done this. The five mm-hmm. posts that they made that were like after the church with like the intoners like coming out of the ceiling, like that's the point where I was like, okay, I'm more believing that this is Yoko Taro because it, it felt like it passed a level of absurdity for it to be modders. See, and, that'll happen. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go you, ahead. you say what you were going to say. I, I was just going to talk about how me waking up this morning, you can finish what you're saying. Okay. That's what hooked me was like seeing the intoners from Dragon Guard three. And, and like, I, I like kept up with it last night. The, the, the OP like at midnight, uh, started putting characters in his Reddit bio that throughout the hour ended up spelling, uh, a Twitch link which was the titles of the five posts of the intoners. And then at 4 a.m., they the, the stream started, and it was the progress of, like, going through the door, like, doing all the church stuff. And there was, like, an additional bit where, like, after interacting with the Lunar Tear in the intoner, like, abyss, like, it, it jumped to... Back into, back outside the door, there were three, uh, uh, robots, three giant robots, and there was another boss fight, and then it ended, and then there was like a big revealed text of like it was modern the whole time. They apologized for like fooling everybody, 
I don't know. I feel like they did a little bit too much. I don't know. I am. I am kind of in the camp of like it feels a bit bittersweet. I am a little bit disappointed that it wasn't like a Jack and Guard three remake. Uh, although I'm not sure how much I actually wanted that in the first place. Uh, or like any. I was. I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't like an official thing. Um, but. My, uh, you can call this cope if you want, but yeah. I, I'm, my kind of outlook on it now is, like, it was a lot of, it was a really fun week. Uh, it kept me, kept me getting up in the mornings. Uh, and, like, I know two people, at least, uh, who I talked to about it, who bought a near game because of this whole thing. Hell yeah. Um, I, so, I gotta give it the, I gotta give the modders in question a lot of, uh, a lot of points for attracting a lot of attention to the series and especially like the whole thing was so based around um the first near game and uh Drakengard even that like it's drummed up a lot of interest in those games too. Yeah. And I think that's very cool. Um yeah, a uh, weird little occurrence in the Yoko Taro uh multiverse. Yeah. I think the funniest part was definitely Yosuke Saito and uh, Yoko Taro uh like quote tweeting it on Twitter being like, "Ha, huh, very funny." <laughs> yeah i mean who knows maybe maybe the higher ups at square enix will take note and like do something with the drakengard franchise maybe, oh god maybe they'll like make drakengard 3 playable and also the first one <laughs> i've heard that drakengard 3 is actually quite playable on emulator um oh. I, yeah, I I had heard a lot about like people who played it on PS3 and said it was like near unplayable because of like how it, poorly it ran. If you've seen PS3 footage of Dragon Guard Three, then like, it, I it, it is very evidently like not a playable video game. <laughs> the, the PS3 was uh was certainly a console. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, um. So what happened uh, for me with the last update is that, uh, or last series of updates is that I went to bed uh, like at like I normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not aware that an hour after I went to sleep that uh, Sad Futago would start posting again. Um, so I woke up in the morning and I saw uh, that there had been a bunch of those screenshots posted, and then I immediately after that I saw that the uh, the team behind it had come out and been like, "Yeah, this was sorry for." Fooling you all, but this is uh, a reveal for a new suite of modding tools for the game. Um, so, like, I didn't have that experience of getting built up uh, at the last, at like at the midnight hour. Um, so, I guess I can understand why somebody who had lost some hours of sleep to stay up to it would be mad about it or angrier about it. Yeah, it um, it was getting crazy last night because. I fucking bet. I think I think what really pushed pushed everything over the edge is that someone on Reddit. Uh, pulled out their their copy of the Drakengard three prequel book, and then they posted this excerpt from it, which made everything seem way more like, yeah, this is probably Yokotaro doing shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What I think the the f- another thing about this that's just so fun is that. The and this should this is a teaser for anybody who is interested in in this man's body of work. Uh, this was all so batshit insane and like out of left field that like 
it aided more to people thinking that it was a Yoko Taro thing, including myself. I was like, there's no yeah. way that this is like just out of nowhere, like a random thing. This has to, it has to be real. And I feel kind of stupid now, but I mean, like the guy who, the, the producer of Nier Automata quote tweeted the, the fake video and said, this does seem like something that Taro-san would do. <laughs> so I, I submit, I submit this as evidence that I'm not stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun week. Yeah. Um. So seventeen, we're seventeen minutes uh, into our recording. Okay. Uh, do you want to reveal but before we before we reveal? Okay. There's there's okay. one piece of actual news that I feel like I should go ahead and throw out there since it's it's probably, oh my god it's, there is it's probably gonna be ready by the time the episode goes up. Uh, <laughs> we have a merch store that Whoa. that I've been putting together. Uh, I I have it set up. I have I have a few other designs in mind that I want to like get done when when Alex gets around to finishing what I requested of him. Uh, but it everything should be finalized by Monday. My God. Uh, it's it's gonna be on Redbubble. I'll throw a link out there. Uh, the the main design right now that I have already have finished and everything's like set up for like all the products that I want it slapped on. Uh, was something that was discussed, like, in our Discord. <laughs> so, shoutouts. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Caffeine who suggested the design. And I, I really liked it. And I decided that we're gonna do that. So, shoutouts Caffeine. Uh, and check out our merch store, Maybe Everybody, if it actually is done on Monday. Yeah, I suppose so. What did you think uh, I was going to say? Because it sounded like you thought that I was going to say something else. I thought we were going to talk about uh, High Swap Act 3 being real. Oh, right! I, I forgot that we took the week off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, huge news. Uh, High Swap Act 3 was revealed at SawCon. Which is, I think, a really good move for everyone involved. Uh, yeah, I mean, we weren't there, so they had to fill time somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like the fact that information from an official What Pumpkin project was announced during a a fan event. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there, you know, there's been hostilities in in the past over the idea of meshing together a quote unquote official works and fan works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really excited. Uh, we got some character design reveals of characters who were mentioned in Act One and Act Two. So it was nice to finally see them. Uh, and it's nice to know that Act 3 is being worked on. It, it's good to have some confirmation that Hive Swap is still real. Yeah. That the Homestuck stuff is getting worked on somewhere behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Alright. I swear, so we're not trying to do one of these bits where we just don't reveal the name of the thing that we're going to talk what about. If we, so we what wanna... if we just keep talking about everything except, like, an actual reading? I was it thinking turns how... into an hour of us just talking. <laughs> I was thinking how good of a bit it would be if we just did that, but, um... Uh... No, uh... We did actually uh, read something today, and it's, it's, it's by popular request. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh... It's not that popular. Come on. It's, you know, I mean... Maybe I, one, one person pe- has requested it. I'm one of the people requesting it. Uh, there's more than one person who's requested this. I'm one of the people requesting it. Um, But 
I finally got John to read Problem Sleuth. Oh my and god. That is that's what we did today. Oh my god. When, when when we were like coming up with like what we should do for the 100th episode, I don't know why this wasn't the first thing we came up with because I remember we were like sitting we in like it, it was like a pre-record or a post-record. We were like sitting here, we were like just brainstorming a little bit. Originally the idea I wanted is I wanted to bring in like a third and maybe a fourth person to talk about something. And I was like, that's insane. Yeah, you yeah, and then I started thinking about it. The 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 logistics of like forcing another person to like record their own stuff and also like throw another person's worth of audio on Alex and that was a silly idea. But we were figure out the logistics of like who the guest should be and yeah. for what. Yeah, like initially I was like it should be our our the people who've given us the most money, which looking back on that, that's also a little bit silly and probably a bit unfair, because because mm-hmm. our 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 two most money givers are technically friends of the pod, just so, because they've been giving <laughs> us money for so long. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that's the reason why they're friends of the pod is because they gave us money, not because we know them before we made the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we yeah. got the we have the Simon uh Simon HPcast Patreon uh <laughs> Twitch subscription infinite loop going on. We're just handing the same five dollars back forever. What are you talking about? He's not even giving us five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving him five dollars forever. <laughs> He's um, robbing us. He's only giving us two fifty. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, this has to be rectified immediately. <laughs> I'll be switching my subscription to a tier 0. 0.5. Um, but anyways, problem sleep. Problem sleep. Anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I should just cede the floor to you this one immediately. What did you think of problem sleep? Uh, well, first of all, we, we, gotta, we gotta do the thing we always do. Our history <laughs> with problem sleep. Okay, okay. Uh, um, with me, uh, I tried reading Problem Sleuth on more than one occasion. Uh, I remember back before I read Homestuck, I, I, I think I mentioned this part of my Homestuck journey back at the beginning of the pod. Uh, I found Homestuck through critically acclaimed website knowyourmeme.com. <laughs> uh, and on the Know Your Meme article for Homestuck, like it mentioned Problem Sleuth and it said that like, jokes in Homestuck were like based on Problem Sleuth and I tried reading it at at that point and I was like this is boring <laughs> I got maybe like 10 pages in and I was like yeah I'm not feeling this um and then I tried again in like 2016 after Homestuck was over and at that point I got maybe like 100 pages in and I was like this is a little bit all over the place for me mm-hmm but then we did it this time, and I had an obligation to read it, so I couldn't just drop it if I wanted to. So I actually finished <laughs> the thing. Owned, idiot. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Have you? Have you have you read it more than once? Have you? How many? I mean, of course you've read it more than once. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, honest to God, do not remember whether I read Homestuck or Problem Sooth first. Um, if. I genuinely do not remember when it was that I first read Problems Within Relation to when I read Homestuck, but it was about the same time. Yeah. Um, 
it was, I think it was probably a case of like just dicking around on the website and I found it and I was like, oh, this is funny. Um, so I first read it probably around when I was like 13. Um, I was really, uh, engrossed by it. Um, it's, yeah, I think it was, uh, it's a lot lower stakes and like less boring than Homestuck. Um, it's, I guess we can, well, well, I, it, it was a fun time for me. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun with it as a kid. I really liked it as a kid. Um, a lot of it kind of stuck with me, definitely influenced my sense of humor a ton. Um, there's like a couple things that have like, like, uh, ladder to hell as a phrase is like <laughs> just stuck in my brain forever. Like I read it again. I like forgot it was from problem sleuth. Like if you would ask me conscious, I would have remembered. But like when I saw it, when reading it again, I was surprised. I was like, Oh, holy shit. That's where that comes from. That's right. Um, it's, yeah, uh, so I've liked it, I liked it a lot when I was a kid, um, I liked it enough that, uh, I got the, uh, the box set of the books as a Christmas gift one year when I was a Let's teenager, go. so that was fun. Let's go, Um, uh, I should have visited home to, to grab those, uh, but unfortunately, um, could not travel anywhere, uh, this past week. Uh, so, yeah, I liked it when I was a kid, um, I think I probably, like, read it through again once when I got the books, uh, but since then, I hadn't touched it for a really long time, um, and when I, having to read it again for this, uh, when I, when I started out, I was, like, kind of scared that I was, that it was gonna be, uh, more offensive than I remember, (laughs) um, or, like, just not as good, um, and... It is a little bit more offensive than I found it when I was a child, but it, I think it is also still. Uh, I found it very enjoyable. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, what? Uh, now that you have forced yourself to read the whole thing, um, do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on it? You better. I I have many thoughts on it. Um, okay. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest. All right. When, when, like, immediately after I finished it, like, when I, when, when I saw the final panel, I was kind of disappointed. Really? Because I've gone years listening to people say, Problem Sleuth is better than Homestuck. Problem Sleuth is the best MS Paint adventure. Mm-hmm. Problem Sleuth is the greatest webcomic of all time. And... I, it, it led me to expect more out of it. Mm-hmm. I expected the characters to actually be characters. You expected <laughs> there to be a story? Yeah. When, and, like, after I after I sat on it for a while, I did, I did like, come around and my disappointment went away. I, I understand the appeal of Problem Sleuth. But... The way people talk about Problem Sleuth, I feel like, doesn't really justify, like, it, they talk, everybody talks about it like it's something else. And I'm trying to get, this is going to be another episode of bitching about Homestuck fans. Yeah. Um. Because, continue, please, continue. Because I, I, I do think what Problem Sleuth does is really fun, it's really interesting. It, to me, it feels like the world's longest, uh, improv set like mm-hmm. it, it, it it's it's like a, just a string of yes ands and 
And I like that because it, it, Hussey, Hussey's really good at doing like scale. Like mm-hmm. when, when the shit starts flying and like the scope starts zooming out, it, it, it gets really fun when Hussey does it. There's always another level to escalate to, and it's it it's it's fun. Yeah, all the all the like stupid video game stuff, like all the meters and <laughs> all mm-hmm. that's like super fun to me. Yeah, but it's I feel like it's not you can't compare it to Homestuck because they're like two completely separate things with very mm-hmm. little in common outside of like Hussey's humor and like Homestuck's references to things that happen in Problem Sleep. Like I, I, I think I can agree with pretty much everything you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I one of the things that I was really uh, the 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 thing that like struck me that I was like, really, it was like this is just a, its own thing. Yeah. Um, I it, the it <clears throat> yeah, it's it's not a story with a ton of depth to it. The characters don't really have character or much in the way of spoken dialogue even um and it is just kind of like a, a video gamey continual sequence of uh yes ands yeah um and i think that that uh is probably a product of the uh, the thing that uh one of the things i really took away from this is that Reading this on the website or on the collection in 2022 is, like, as uh, extremely removed from the intended experience. Like, maybe as, not as far as you can get, but pretty far. Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking, it, it, I, it realized, I realized a little bit through that um, the, the nonsense style of Problem Sleuth is, like, it, it, obvi- is, like, just a result of, like, this is just what Hussey was doing at the time. Like... Uh, Hussey had, like, Homestuck is the way it is because Hussey wanted a, char- a story with, like, more characters and, like, themes and stuff. Uh, Problem Sleuth is just purely the, ch- like, the the child of the user commands. Yeah. And um, I was actually wondering that, like, multiple times throughout reading is, like, I, I know when, like, Homestuck started, like, th- it was a mixture of, like, user commands and stuff Hussey, like, put in there himself. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not really clear to me, like, what amount of things that happen in Problem Sleuth are user commands. Like, are there things in there that were Hussey just, like, put that in there? Or is everything user commands? Like, that's not clear to me. This would be such a good use case for if the forums were still up. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say that the user commands comprise the bulk of Problem Sleuth. Like, I think it's mostly... Like, I think the function of MSPA at this point was to make these stories just based on user input. Yeah. Um, But I can't say with confidence that, like, every progression in Problem... Like, I can't say what was and wasn't uh, yeah. user command-based, but I'm... I'm pretty confident that it was, like, the bulk of it is driven by user commands. Yeah. Like, when I read Jailbreak and BardQuest, like... Reading those, I can tell that, like, all of it is user commands. Mm-hmm. But But there's just some things that happen in Problem Sleuth that feel like Hussey planned it ahead of time. Yeah, there's definitely a, at least a couple moments in there where Hussey was like, alright, I'm gonna solve this puzzle myself, because... Yeah. The it, it, it was it, the, the forum members couldn't figure it out, or it was just getting out of hand. Yeah. Um... 
uh, yeah, the 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 point and clickness of it, I think, is another important element uh, that defines Problem Sleuth. Is that like a uh, Problem Sleuth is uh, is a many is it's it's riffing on many things, but it is most of the way through or the whole way through it is pretty much just a prolonged riff on like adventure games. Yeah. Um like it starts with inventory micromanagement uh and it continually introduces all these like elaborate uh UI elements um the there's like the, the, the there's like the one representation of health that's like uh what do you even call what do you, I don't even remember what it's called. It's like the little uh cross inlaid with jewels. Yeah. Um ton of stuff like that. Like I think that all is very fun and that all I think works really well if you've ever like played or watched playthroughs of old PC games where they had the most intricate menu uh, <laughs> interfaces for no reason. Um, it's good at that. It's good at being that. Uh, I, I think something that really attests to Problem Sleuth's strength at what it is for me is like that it does make me want a. I want a Problem Sleuth video game a lot more than I want, like, a Suburb game, or, like, a Homestuck game. I I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's much more... It, it, it works a lot better as a video game parody. I think that the interesting thing about Problem Sleuth, uh, reading it, like, in context with, like, Homestuck existing, is seeing the unique strengths of the comics. Yeah. Uh, because one thing that I was thinking of uh, when I was considering, like, the video game aspects of it is, like, I think Homestuck does suffer a bit compared to Problem Sleuth for how much it tries to be an MS Paint adventure at the start, or, like, the concessions it makes do the first couple acts to be that. Um, while, uh, like, those, all those moments uh, kind of age poorly in Homestuck, where you might find some humor in the running gag of, like, the, oh, the character's gonna resist the urge to jump on their desk and shit on it. Uh, but really, we're just kind of doing it out of obligation to have a running joke. Yeah. Where it, it interrupts, like, the, the, the story that's happening and the characters that we're being introduced to and that we're getting invested in. Um, whereas Problem Sleuth has no characters to get invested in to get in the way of the random humor and is comprised of, the, of bits like that. Um... I think another thing about it that is that that uh I like a little like cute little thing that I really enjoyed that I thought it uh was I I noticed its absence at Homestuck is that uh probably has like a lot of like really good little comedy or action gif animations that are not nearly as present in Homestuck. I think Homestuck is a lot more uh focused on the fidelity of the art yeah. and less on the animation. Yeah. So it's all concentrated in the flashes, but, like, there's a lot of stuff in Problem Sleuth that's, like, still visually, like, you know, oh, that's a cute little, like, that's a fun little animation that looks really good. Uh, like, the, um, like, where they're shifting in, like, their Halloween forms, uh, or all, like, the little comedy bits that are inserted when Problem Sleuth is attacking, uh, the final boss with Death Scythe, and it's turning into all these different things. Like, there's a lot of really great shit in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I feel like this is definitely something that would have been way more enjoyable if I were experiencing it while it happened like on the forums. Mm-hmm. Uh 
there were there were like a few moments uh particularly when 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 they activated their Halloween outfits <laughs> um where the references to real life time passing like kind of like took me out of what was going on yeah like I found myself like looking at the date of when the update was posted. Uh, between going between next, yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking Cause, about. Because, like the the fact that the the pumpkin like aged in real time, I think would have been a really like a a much more funnier bit if I were someone like doing it on the forums and like the pumpkin is referenced like some point in like February and it it mm-hmm. looks like a complete pile of shit because it's it's not it's it's been so long since October. Hmm. Like, stuff like that is, has the potential to be funny, but only, like, in the context of being, an, like, a, like, a reader at the time while it's happening. The, the delayed reminder of the pumpkin is a lot less effective, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, I was thinking also while reading it, I was kind of wondering, like, how much of the puzzles of it were, like... How, like how many of these puzzles did Hussey design with like a solution that users could find in mind? Yeah. Um, and that seems like it could be a really fun element to it too. And it made me it made me sad that uh I I I'm not aware of where I could participate in a, a something like this in the modern day online. I mean, there, um, there's the Homestuck forums. You can go there. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. I guess so. I guess I could do uh, a, 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 I guess I could do a fan adventure. No, um, I, I mean, well, there, there are like forums out there still that still do this kind of thing. I don't think many people partake in it uh-huh. because I don't know. It's, it's, it. So, things like this very much are like late two thousands internet thing. Yeah. That's the other thing is like I don't know if it would really be the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The. It. It is kind of unfortunate that we we're just kind of uh, stuck with the the end product of it. Um. In twenty twenty two. Um. What else? What else? Uh. Oh. I, okay. Uh. Something that I was expecting, I was expecting you to bring up a little bit before was, um, I was really surprised by, I knew that, like, a ton of things in Homestuck are references to things in, in Problems with Witcher, a reference to things in Jailbreak. Yeah. But, like, the sheer amount of, like, problems with bits that become essential storytelling components in Homestuck, uh, surprised me. Yeah, I... I, I was really surprised, too. There were, like, a lot of moments where I had to stop and be like, isn't this in Homestuck? Like, sometimes yeah. sometimes it was a lot more blatant. Uh, but the the whole... The door where you have to, like... Where they had to, like, put the skulls in. Uh, like, like each of... What are they called as a group? I, are you asking me the name of something in Problem Sleuth? Every name in Problem Sleuth is designed to not be rememberable. No, I mean, I mean, Problem Sleuth, Ace Dick, and Pickle Inspector. Like, what are they called as a group? Oh. Uh, do, the, I do they have a group name? <laughs> I don't know. The team? The Who's team. on the team? Um, the, the, the part uh, where there's the door and then there's, like, a slot next to the door 
that has like the three of their skull shapes and like they have to like retrieve the skulls and put them in to open the door that mm-hmm. I, 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 I like, I, I was sitting there and I was like, this is really familiar. Did I play, is this like a reference to a video game I played? And then it hit me that that's a thing you have to do in, uh, what's, I, I forget what it's called. It's, in it's, it's, you play it's as, when Jane is, yeah, when you play as Jane, planet. yeah. And I was like, oh shit, Homestuck. Yeah. Uh, it happens so even much. Like, even like things like the thing that the moment, <clears throat> the moment for me where I was like, holy fucking shit was, um, uh, that really got me was like problem sleuth introducing the concept of like uh, a dream or like an alternate reality that has a direct look, like yeah. a direct relation with the physical world where players have separate lives. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a, like, it, like it, like it, 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 um, I knew that, like, in my head, I thought, like, oh, like, problems with this full of stuff, like, oh, there's, like, the what pumpkin joke, like, uh, there's, like, the chainsaw lipstick, that's, like, that's an object that shows up in both. Yeah. Um, but, like, the higher concepts, I was surprised at how much ended up, like, how many, how, like, how much of problems with just an exhibition of Hussey's brain worms that would later go on to become like macro elements of Homestuck? Um, uh, like, like, uh, the last thing that happens in the second to last chapter of, uh, or act or chapter of both problems and Homestuck is called Collide. Um, we're not, when is Collide and Homestuck? There's there's a collide in problems yeah, at this yeah, point. Collide collide is uh X X X X X. Okay, so yeah, like the last thing before X seven is collide, and the last thing before chapter twenty two of Problem Sleuth is uh collide. Like um the the dedication to what translated is like so acute that like a, a lot of it is just obviously subconscious. Um or maybe not obviously is the right word, but like it it cannot all have been on purpose. Yeah. Um, the, like, oh, another thing, I, oh, another thing, um, the big bad of both Problem Sleuth and Homestuck, uh, has an allegiance to, with clowns that allows him to, <laughs> uh, clandestinely influence global politics from his, uh, from, his, from uh, from an unknown location, like, just a shitload of stuff is, there's, like, a hilarious number of parallels between the two. Yeah. It's fun. Um, it's, it's, it's a really fun experience. Yeah, honestly, like, it, it, even though it's it's fun on its own, like, I, I have to recommend Promsley just as, like, it's like a little museum of, like, all the things uh, stuck in Hussey's brain in 2008. It's very, it's very fun in that regard. Um, yeah, I, I think that was kind of the, the main uh, fun I had with it. Um, I will say, uh, also that, like, the experience of like having to read it for uh, a discussion was probably also not the ideal way because um, I think problems with this probably better enjoyed is like a thing you you pick up, you read a few pages of, you get a laugh, yeah, um, and you put it back down, uh, or you log into the forum to see what the update is for today. Um, it gets a lot harder to like power through when you're just like going on for pages and pages and pages of uh running around the the uh fan plug um (laughs) 
fucking with aspect and scale, and it's like, what is happening? Why is why are we still doing this? It it feels very much like the the first Homestuck intermission. Yeah. Uh. On the, on the note of like powering through it, every person who's ever told me that, oh, it, it's just like three or four hours to get through Problem Sleuth. It, it won't take that long to read. Fuck you. <laughs> I I thought I was ready to read it all in one setting. I was six hours into reading Problem Sleuth and only at the halfway mark. How dedicated were you to actually making sure that you understood what was going on? Uh, very. Okay. I that may also differ because I knew what to expect and so I just kind of like let it wash over me I, for a lot of it. There were a few times where I was like Okay. I I took notes on Problem Sleuth. I was writing mm-hmm. down things that were happening so that I could keep track of them. I knew I wasn't gonna use the notes in the discussion, but I needed to take notes so that I could keep track of what was going on, and even then there were multiple moments where I was like, where am I? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, to be fair to you, like, I, I, it is not designed to be coherent. I can tell. Continue. Uh, thank, thank God. Um, one of, one of the forum users at the time requested Hussy make a, a map of like the, the physical locations in problem sleuth because it it really helped me a lot. I don't know if you knew it was a thing. I but it was I the, think I it was this one. I've not seen this. I think I gave up on making anything in the comic physically make sense when like uh it sets up with problem sleuth and Ace Dick's officer like right next to each other down the hall from each other and then somehow Ace Dick gets on a fire escape and walks down uh, to another building, and Pickle Inspector's office is somehow in that building and also adjacent to Problem Sleuth. It's, I, I mean, everything in Problem Sleuth is very non-Euclidean geometry, so it, yeah. it's, it's, it's fine, but there is a map that, like, shows where everything leads, which I think is very funny. I'll be funny. real, this is not helping. <laughs> I think the moment where, like, my mind, like, just completely shut off is when, uh, the the kingpin, what whatever his full name is, King, mobster kingpin, mobster kingpin, when when he leaves the speakeasy and goes through the legitimate business and comes out and it's on the other side of Whore Island, I think that was the <laughs> moment <laughs> where I just lost it. I I, I laughed <laughs> for like a good minute because it of is... how silly it was. <laughs> It absolutely knows how to use it to its advantage. It is hysterical. I know that moment you're talking about, because I also fucking laughed out loud when I saw that. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> I don't want... Uh, to anybody who is, who's not read... Pro- like, I don't want uh, our... Like, it is, it is funny because it makes no sense. Um, it is not a weakness of it, but it is something that you need to understand about is that it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's it's really good at not making sense, but also making sense. It mm-hmm. like there's a <laughs> there's a section on the website for science frequently asked questions, <laughs> and it's just hussy just explaining why what's happening in problem sleuth works actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I think my favorite bit of scientific accuracy is when Godhead Pickle Inspector stitches the universe back together with the fan cord. <laughs> and so the uh, the electrical current has to traverse the entire universe, the length of the entire universe twice to turn the fan on. Uh, but this is accelerated because Problem Sleuth can see it happen uh, from beyond the event horizon of a black hole. <laughs> because that's how time dilation works. Insane. It's awesome. It's so good. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, the, the, Problem Sleuth is very good at what it does, is, is I think, the main thing I want to get across of how I'm feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, like, it, 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 it does that thing that, that happens in Homestuck 2 where, like, something is, like, there at the beginning and it's kind of just, like, a, a, like a thing that you really don't care about, like a one-off joke. And then it's, like, reincorporated towards the end in a really kind of stupid way, but in a, in a way that, like, justifies the beginning. Like, the the busts and the instruments and, like, those all being there at the beginning are justified mm-hmm. by the fact that they're products being sold by Mobster Kingpin through the legitimate business. Mm-hmm. The... I want to talk briefly about, like, the, the double entendre humor <laughs> in Problem Sleuth. Um, and how I feel like Hussey realized uh, he needed to adjust his power level a little bit uh, after some of Problem Sleuth. Because while it is it is hilarious, um, and... Uh, well, okay, the, the whole, like, most of Problem Sleuth, or, like, a lot of problems with humor base is, like, um, just is just like double entendre in that like, yeah. oh here's a biz like, here's a business card uh for um uh a mural painting service that's like very like it, like all the business card jokes are like here's a business card for like a legitimate business but it's written like it's for a prostitute for like it's for uh uh I don't know what you would call a service you would call for that a brothel I don't know it's, it's prohibition era, um words are escaping me. Uh, the, all of the weapons, like, turn into an, a normal object, and the rules for when it's an object, and when you can use it as an object, and when it's a weapon, and when you can use it as a weapon, are very, uh, are unclear. Um, and it gets to the degree where, like, thing, like, objects have, like, th- like, three plus modes of operation, um, and just becomes really hard to, to follow. Yeah. That... I almost feel like the inclusion of the chainsaw lipstick in Homesuck is, like, an acknowledgement that, like, okay, we have to do the... This is as far as we can go. This is, like, as far as we can go with this, with <laughs> the story still making any sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. Um... I have a section on my, my page of notes that's, uh, weaknesses of the thing. And I feel like at some point we got to talk about uh, the some of the some of the less savory bits. All right, we could we could rip that bandaid off. We can talk about everything involving Fiesta Ace Dick. Okay, I had okay. Fiesta Ace Dick is pretty questionable. Um, I feel like the more egregious thing to me is the the murals. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The mural. What did he mean by that? <laughs> uh, cause like I'm thinking I should look okay. I should have looked up a timeline of this man's life before coming here. 
Um, I should have done a little bit more background research on, like, where Hussey was in 2008, because, like, uh, it, I don't know if he was, like, if this was, like, influenced by his time in Philly or what, because I know he went to Temple, but, like, it seems like such a weird direction, it's a really weird, uncomfortable direction to punch, that, like, I don't have a better explanation for than, like, just not having any respect for the for urban murals yeah and you know being that i'm living in the in uh what could easily be the city that hussy like picked up this bit from like i don't know i mean like there's some there's certainly some mural like some ugly murals but like it's such a weird thing to zone in on because Almost all the time, ev- almost everywhere that I've seen, like, a, a, a mural in Philly, has it is improved wherever it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it besides, like, I don't, I don't like to see it, and I'm kind of glad that it drops the bit, like, halfway through and it doesn't really yeah. come up again. I didn't know what to really think about it, because, like, I live in the middle of the woods. I don't see mm-hmm. very many urban murals on the trees around here so yeah. it, it it was a really weird bit just from the beginning but it it i don't know yeah i you know, I, I don't know what to think about it. it it was very weird yeah i i i think that also like i grew up I didn't grow up in Philly. I grew up in Central PA, which is a lot less, which is you know a lot more like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh. So like, I think as a in also just like being a white kid with no framework for this kind of thing, like it didn't. It, I I remembered it like as funny if I remembered it at all. Like I remember like oh it was funny the way that he wrote about like the ugly murals. But reading it again, it was that was just an uncomfortable bit for me because it was like I this seems like a lot of vitriol for something that's pretty harmless. Um. And it 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 get it, it gets a little bit into like, uh, it, it it's I'm I mean I'm just gonna like the I don't know what to call like the the mutated mural shit besides like this is just racist humor like it just is not good yeah um I I feel like it would, it, it it definitely I would have perceived it differently if it was just focusing on ugly murals in general. But the, the fact that, like, every time it came up, like, it pointed out that it was, like, an ethnically diverse mural, I was like, what is going on? Like, I think that there's probably, like, a joke in there that works, like, it, it just in terms of, like, oh, like, like you can do riffing on, like, uh, art on, like, purposely diverse art, where, like, every person is a different race. And it's like, I don't know if it... I don't, still don't know if, like, it is it's in the best taste or if you could do it that easily. But, like, I feel like there's, like, you could do some humor without it, like, singling out any specific race. Yeah. But it just feels really targeted towards black people. Yeah. Um, Because the urban mural is, like, you know, we live in America. The Most of our black population is in cities, which is where these things show up. So it just felt very targeted and mean. Yeah. And racist. Uh, Not... It was not good. Um, I did, that was one part of it that I did not like. Um, I don't... 
Fiesta Ace Dick also is like kind of kind of questionable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it that one though seemed a bit more to me like a. I'm giving. I'm willing to give a little bit more space to that one because, uh, as I was reading it, I kind of got the feeling that that was like a like a reader command thing like that was kind of enabled by reader commands like i'm not saying that it's good but it i I could see how it could like stay in the story for a while longer in 2008 uh if everybody's going along with it um and i don't know uh the the mural thing just kind of felt more like a joke that hussy thought would be really funny that just is was not um the other thing that okay uh moving away from like just offensive shit yeah uh i felt like the the bit with the um the stump is so much funnier when you don't show the suicide like yeah it has to be there in jailbreak because we have to know that the implication is the character's going to kill themselves but i was like I was really surprised when Ace Dick just blew his brains out. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it um, really does just go through, like... <laughs> AD, dig up stump. Next. Bang. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, and the other thing... um. The contemporary references to other stuff that was happening at the time, um, he was close. He was close. You get, we got a, we got uh there was the Kate Beaton thing, which I think Kate Beaton is still generally beloved. I don't, I don't know if I missed anything, but her comics are great and they were great at the time. Um, there was the Control Delete reference, which is, I think, that was just, awesome. <laughs> Well, Control Delete is always going to be timeless because loss happened. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Mo. Who the fuck is Mo? Uh, it links to a webcomic that updated last in 2014. <laughs> that's Mo. Yeah. We all love Mo. <laughs> there also the um the, the I, I another thing that was very funny to me uh was like. The number of plugs that Hussey did for other stuff that he did. Uh, yeah. Because, like, it, 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 it's, it starts out, like, kind of cute, but, like, um, there were points where it just kind of felt like uh, tooting your own horn a little bit too much. Like, when it linked to um, the uh, Whistles comic book, that was, like... Wasn't that hmm. one of the ones that linked to a broken link? Did you in did the, you read it through uh, the collection? I did. So okay, I, re- I think originally I want to say that um, what is that link on the original website? Because I want to say from memory it's like an Amazon link or something. But uh, I some of the links in there were just straight up broken, so I don't know what they were linking to. Is it like a bit.ly or something that doesn't work anymore? Yeah, yeah. I want to say that that was like a uh, that I want to say that was like an Amazon page for the book. Um, I, I think it was, it was some official, like, outlet for it. Yeah. Um. Like, when it linked to Jailbreak and, uh, Bard Quest, like, I knew what it was referencing to, even though the links 
themselves were broken, even to other MS Paint adventures. Oh my god. Uh, that is a that is a true feat, Viz Media. But like some any other like links to other stuff were like completely busted and I didn't know what they were referencing. If you're reading the collection, then all the links are like fixed or replaced with something that's appropriate, I believe. Gotcha. Um or at least I didn't run any broken links on the collection. Um yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it it has a lot of uh, for as I think as well as it does what it does, and like as well as it does a couple of th- its own things better than Homestuck does those things. Like it definitely still has the hallmarks of like a early work from a creator. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Problem sleuth. Problem sleuth. Oh. <sighs> uh... Shit, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Problem Sleuth. Uh, is it better than Homestuck? <laughs> um, no. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that comparing it to Homestuck in terms of what it actually is and not, like, spheres of relevancy, uh, like, if I didn't, um... If Problem Sleuth was, like, Every bit of, like, the same uh, style of humor and, like, caliber of jokes throughout, but it was completely divorced from Andrew Hussey, I would probably not... I would have no reason to recommend it to fans of Homestuck. Yeah. Uh, or very little reason to. Um, but, uh, so, like, I don't think you can compare them on... I don't think that you should be asking the question of which one is better. Uh, I would say if you want a, a non-committal, uh, fun time, you should read Problem Sleuth. Yeah, uh, I can get behind that. And if you want to, uh, really dig your heels in and be like, I'm gonna get past the kid standing in his bedroom, uh, you should read Homestuck. Because what you get, what happens in the first, like, hundred pages of Problem Sleuth is what happens throughout the entirety of it. It just keeps yeah. getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've kind of exhausted my thoughts on on Problem Sleuth. Um, I I mean, I mean that that checks out. There's not really much to actually discuss about it, so I'm surprised we made it as far as we did. <laughs> we spent we, we spent a good twenty minutes talking about bullshit. Today, true. So. True. I'm 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 very fine with an hour. Um. Do you have any any more thoughts to offer on on Problem Sleuth? What would you recommend it? Is it better uh, than Homestuck? No, it's not better than Homestuck. Not it's not even close. Okay. Like I consider I, I consider Homestuck to be a flawed masterpiece. Problem Sleuth is a flawed webcomic. Mm-hmm. Uh I would not recommend it to people who haven't read Homestuck. I, I feel like the fact that it is so far divorced from how it was originally created, like through forum commands. That, like, someone who hasn't read Homestuck reading this would probably have a miserable time. Uh, that yeah. that might be wrong for some people. Maybe some people can have an easier time getting through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if you've read Homestuck, I would recommend it. Because it definitely does enhance some of the stuff in Homestuck. Like, knowing where it came from. I, I don't know. I mean, we're a Homestuck podcast, so I think that anybody who would be listening to this would already would, would, 
probably read it for those reasons, but, like, I think that, like, there, there's in here, there's a lot of, like, because this came before, like, this was a thing that came before Homestuck, I had Irons before Homestuck, even though it was much smaller, but, like, I think if you're, like, a, a fan of, like, point-and-click games, if you're, if, if you like seeing weird UI elements and you get a kick out of, uh, like, Andrew Hussey's brand of humor, um, I think this is definitely a... I think that you could easily... I think that people could enjoy this without having read Homestuck or, like, being familiar with the format. Because, like, it is funny. Yeah. Um, When it wants to be. Like, the humor in it is very strong. But, yeah. Kind of a... It's just a... It's a... It's a hard sell to recommend a 2000s webcomic to anybody in the modern day for any reason. You know what I mean? Try try to get the average Zoomer to read this. Oh, my God. This, if you, if you compress the whole thing down to the span of a TikTok, you might, you might succeed. <laughs> yes, topical days. humor. Yes. <laughs> but in, in the sense of like, it, it, but seriously though, in the sense of like, that problems with just like, I think that they're, I think that this does gel with Zoomer humor pretty well. There's a lot of just fucking randomness and like odd, weird bullshit that, uh, would work for a zoomer audience you could you, there's a lot of jokes in here you can make into a tiktok yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh problem sooth recommendation um if it's not sure <laughs> that's that's my verdict sure sure <laughs> all right um Anything else before we uh, wrap this one up? Big 100? I think I'm good. Alright. So, what's next in our rapidly dwindling list of things to cover? Uh, I I forgot that I have to open the thing. Hang on. (laughs) Alright. Even though I I just discussed with you, like, before we started recording what we were doing. Um, This guy. next, next, Next time... Uh, we're going to be starting Pastor Quest, Ooh. and we're going to be reading volumes one and two, which are going to be the volumes focused on our beloved John Egbert and Rose Lalonde. It's it's nostalgic in a way. We get to we get to meet some old friends, maybe through a new lens. We get to discuss that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I love we'll I love Pastor Quest. We'll see. I have not read any of Pastor Quest yet, so I, we will truly see. Well, um, with that out of the way, uh, you want to wrap this one up? Sure. All right. Well, in that case, uh, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I'm Aiden. And I'm John. John, we'd like to thank our patrons. Uh, I would love to. Big, big shout outs to the, the big 11. Uh, Darsh, Ina E, Corin, Simon Martins, Gareth F, Caffeine, Danny. Amber M, Tezrak, Mel, and then the name you have to read. Shout out to Poof. Yeah. Twenty seventh was it? Is yeah, it Poof the twenty seventh. Yeah, Poof the twenty seventh. Shout out to Poof the twenty seventh. I got I got to pin like a list of people who request you to read them. So did you have easier <laughs> access to? <it? laughs> no, nah, it's all in my brain. I got it all here. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yes. Uh, thank you so much to our patrons. Uh, means a lot. Uh, that you would even consider giving us money. Holy crap, that's amazing. Um, yeah, if you would like to get access to, uh, 
perks like being able to spy on our admin chat in the discord server um or uh getting to listen to the episodes a couple days early uh, you can go to patreon.com slash ahpcast you can check out uh some of our rewards over there um if you if you feel like throwing money at us um if not that is also perfectly acceptable uh i would like to send our second shout out as usual to all the fans uh whether you give us money or not um very cool to have an audience uh very cool to be chilling here with you guys uh means a lot uh thanks all so much and uh as always our third shout out goes to our artist and editor alex uh does everything around here uh is the greatest um thank you so much alex uh you're awesome and with that uh we will see you guys next time uh for episode 101 uh where we start pester quest uh we uh finally get back to some uh some good old homestuck as hussy intended hell yeah or not (laughs) we'll see we'll have fun all right see you guys next time